Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. All right, welcome everybody to the Spin Life Wealth Show. We we attempt to apply biblical wisdom to your financial journey. Well, I can tell we're going to laugh a lot in today's <laughs> podcast because we're just laughing about things that are not funny at all, and we're just in one of those moods today. Jesse, I'm Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice, and here's Jesse. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Man, we should really start over, but I don't have time today to restart <laughs> over the recording. Uh, we're you get glad. the full on-the-fly version. Yeah, here that's right, week. the unedited version. You know how they do those those movies where like they say they un, it's unfiltered or unrated version of uh-huh. the movie. Like you're gonna see something different, and they just cut a scene. I think they might like it. Yeah, this is a really important one because it's. I we want to talk about five financial conversations you need to have with your family. This is something we talk about often on the show, and I talk about when I talk to moms of preschoolers groups and things of that nature. Uh, but Jesse, what scripture are we going to uh, derive from today to talk about this topic? So today we're going to talk about Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Or at least we hope so. Yeah, we hope so. Right. But And, and it's important as parents that we that we do talk to our children about certain types of financial issues. Now, obviously, if you're going through a period of financial strain, you don't want to worry your child. Uh, about those things and so forth. But they do need to understand how mom and dad or mom or dad are managing the household budget. Because one of the biggest things that children learn about using money in their future is by watching you. Exactly. Now, you may be scared of that, right? That may horrify you you because they're watching you, believe it or not. And they're watching how you handle different financial situations. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough, right? It's yeah, hard we, enough because man, managing com- finances is complex. And, it, it really is. And we work with so many families. We love working with families. And sometimes people will even bring their kids in to meetings and stuff, but normally they don't. But yes, it can be compl- complex and daunting to talk about your finances um, just between a couple or on your own. And then you involve the entire family, and it gets even more complicated. So everything from budgeting to planning the future, um, having those honest financial conversations is really crucial for the well-being of your family. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's important really as as we're older adults to really communicate how we're handling things to our children. If they somehow are going to be involved in your care later on, or perhaps uh, there are certain wishes that you wish to then to pass along. Right. It's a little bit different when you have a five-year-old, right? You're not you're not talking to them about whether or not you should get a mortgage or not a mortgage or whatever. But uh, there are still things that they're picking it up. So all across the spectrum, from uh, cradle to really our grave, should we be talking to our children about finances? Not necessarily. They don't need to know how much money you have. They don't need to know these things necessarily, but they need to learn from you about how you're handling different situations. You tell me that every one of your kids didn't buy their first mutual fund at age three? No, but they are buying them as teenagers, though. Okay. So we are <laughs> we are making sure we're doing that. But what are some of the big areas, the big five? Mm-hmm. The first one, Jesse, is what? Budgeting and expenses. So you want your family to be involved 
on those fundamental financial decisions. Because, you know, a lot of kids might think that money comes from the ATM machine. Right. Right. But but they need to realize that mom and dad earned that in some way. I have a, a quick story. I was down in Fredericksburg with my wife last weekend. We just went on a day trip and there's shops everywhere, you know, and this little kid is running around the store and he comes up and tugs on his dad's shirt. And I hear this exact quote, daddy, how much money is on your credit card right now? I found something I need to buy. <laughs> it just made me think of that. It was hilarious. And hopefully his dad said, you don't need to buy anything. He said more than you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's really a, a, a budgeting and expenses, a, the fundamental thing. Children need to learn, and sometimes adults need to learn. That's right. That you can't spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. And knowing how you're going to allocate each dollar of the money that you do earn is really important, and showing your child that, or even an adult child that sometimes, uh, can be very beneficial. Right, and there's not going to be some perfect age when you tell your kids, this is how much we spend on our food, but um, each family is going to be different. You do want to talk about those daily expenses. It, what does it look like for your family? I mean, I give the money to my wife, and she <laughs> takes care of it. You know, that's that's kind of how it is. But we do have; she has a budget. We have a budget. We talk about things, and mm-hmm. and we talk about big expenses that may be coming up that we need to prepare for. Yeah, or at least set aside some. But you know, one of the biggest things there we talk about is is an emergency fund, which we're going to touch on in just a moment. Right. But the main thing is is engaging your kids so that they see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know with my dad, he didn't really, he had the the legal pad budget. Okay. And um, Write down everything? You know, he wrote down some things. Okay. Right. He wrote down some things on a legal pad on his desk, and every once in a while I'd see it when i go in to borrow something. Right? Sure. Uh, so that's, but he, he didn't really talk about it. And that's okay. That's That was, you know, the, that generation, the baby boomer generation, that's kind of how they dealt with finances and so forth. Um, you know, I saw a little bit of budgeting and expensing with my grandparents, but it was overly simplistic. It was my granddaddy would would um, uh, sit in his lazy board chair where he kept the bills. And he'd pull them out and he'd open them up and grandmother would be on the sofa uh-huh. next to her little basket that she had beside the sofa that held the checkbook and stuff like that. And he would say, Mom write a check to the electric company for $50. (laughs) And that was their budgeting management system and so forth. And, you know, unfortunately, we found out after my grandfather passed away that grandmother didn't really know what was going on. She was just writing the checks. Yeah. So, you know, it's important that you involve the whole family in that process. Just discuss those things just so that they know. And if there's ever a time where you need to be able to cut back, you can. All right. What's the second one, Jesse? We want to be talking about savings and emergency funds. So we want to discuss with our family the importance of saving money and building that emergency fund because it really is essential to the family's well-being. For me, Jesse, this is the uh, up, ultimate utmost thing that every family can do is to build up that emergency fund. Mm-hmm. fund. In our family, that emergency fund is sacred. If we have to dip into it because there was an unexpected expense, we don't do anything until we replace that money. Right. And and you know how much that should be? That's really a personal preference. We recommend anywhere from three to six months of your living expenses to be sitting there. Sure. And that is a lifesaver whenever you do have those unexpected expenses like medical bills or home repairs, et cetera. So, but this is just a way that said this this is your foundation, this is your safety net, this is your rock 
of which you build the rest of your financial situation off of. Right. And beyond that, savings, right? You got to have some savings goals. Of course. And it's important to be teaching, whether it's your kids or your family members, what this is for. This is not just free money. Oh, we want something. It's sitting there. Let's spend it. No, this is the emergency fund itself is for that exactly. Emergencies only. Right. And then far as savings concern, it's real important and beneficial to your children to be able to teach them about delayed gratification. Right. I mean, have you ever, and I know you guys are, are starting a family and everything else, you haven't had to deal with this, but have you been walking down the aisles in Walmart or Target, especially in the toy section, and seen a child throw a tantrum? Oh, yeah. Yeah, even the grocery store, you know, because... I saw it last week, yeah, they're okay. crying right. in the aisle. Get ready. <laughs> uh, it's going to happen to you. And I know that you and, and your wife have said, when you have children, you will never allow <laughs> right. your child to... Uh, to throw a tantrum in the store, okay? All right, it's going to happen to you. Like anybody allows it. <laughs> well, well, you know, there's some bad parents out there, right? That just, you know, I let guess. their... T- no, I'm joking, folks. But but we all, you know, when we before we start a family, we all swear that's something we're never going to do or going to allow our children to do. And then when it happens to us, we're like, oh, wow, okay. But, um, but delayed gratification is is really a difficult concept for most adults. How are you going to explain that to a well, five-year-old? You just, you just set goals, and and you know, for some things, you know, for for I know for my teenage boys, it was about delayed gratification for Legos. Okay, you know, because they're all in the Legos, and and they wanted to buy a set, certain set, but they didn't have the money, and it's important for them to save that up before they could do that. But mm-hmm. you know, you know, they get an allowance and different things like that. But right. But, you know, it's, that's something important to teach them. And some of that could be something as simple as the family vacation, right? Um, you know, planning ahead for the family vacation and, and keeping a jar on top of the refrigerator to say, this is saving for that. You'd be surprised. Right. Kids really get into that because they know they want to go to the beach and, and they're excited about that or they want to go to Disney World. Those are all things that you can get the family involved in. Yeah. What's the third top five priority that we recommend? We want to be discussing debt management with our family. So if if your family has debts, it's really crucial to have an opus, open and honest conversation about those debts. And 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 with each other as spouses. Um, yes. You know, you can't hide those debts. Don't go buy an airplane and not tell your wife about it. Um, that's probably not a good idea. Most likely not. Uh, but it's important to have that honest and open co- communication, as you said, the types of debts you have. Uh, many of us would have uh, mortgages. Maybe some of us are still paying off student loans or paying them off now. Yeah. Um, and then a credit card debt probably is the one that's most prevalent amongst households in America. Mm-hmm. And just having a conversation with your spouse and involve your kids. You don't, they don't have to make decisions for you, but you let them know, is, hey, we chose to use a credit card to purchase this thing. Now we're having to pay it back Yeah, with after-tax dollars and the card's charging us 19% interest. Right. And, and also, you know, this episode isn't specifically for just kids, but um, explaining the idea of a, a mortgage to a child is, is wonderful. The idea of a, a loan that we're using to buy this home that we live in and we enjoy, it costs us money and interest, but it's we're willing to pay that because we're able to have this home. Well, Jesse, there's a lot of adults that don't understand that concept. Yeah. And they live paycheck to paycheck, and debt is just simply a tool to leverage themselves and what happens, and we see this far too often, that a lot of well-meaning adults aren't able to budget very well and end up 
owing more debt than they can handle every month. Yeah. And it probably brings a lot of stress to everybody Oh, debt is very stressful. I've shared the story about when I had debt, how it affected my wife and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Not fun. Well, let's talk about some talk about some fun plans. Uh, what okay. about retirement and long-term planning? That's the fourth uh, point we wanted to make today. Of course. So planning for the future is an essential conversation that often gets neglected. So discussing retirement goals and um, the importance of those long-term savings as a family is really, really crucial. So there's lots of different options. You may have a workplace 401k plan. If you don't, you can always do an IRA, uh, individual retirement arrangement, uh, and, and some other investment in vehicles, you know, depending on your current your fin- picture and financial situation. Right. Always talk to a prof- uh, financial professional to help you get started with that. We certainly be glad to help you with that. And you can also encourage your family members to start saving for retirement early. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we do for our children is we we uh, allow them to set up a Roth IRA, even though they're under 20. And if they've got work and they've got earned income, which the older ones do from their part-time jobs, then they're going to put aside a portion of that towards retirement. Right. And it's a, it's a crazy thing to think about when you're 16 or 17 years old, but do a little illustration. I did a little compound interest illustration for my 17-year-old and 14-year-old and and showed them and that they just put a little bit of money aside and, and by the time they reach retirement age, they're going to have well over a million dollars. And probably got really excited, eyes oh, yeah. big. They're like, when can I start? <laughs> and because and they'd like to have that by the time they're 25. But we know that's not going to happen. That investment's a long-run, uh, long-term type of plan. Right. But getting started early can get them the jump uh, that many of us don't have. Mm-hmm. And, and then even, finally, even if one more thing, Mark, even oh, if yeah. you have kids going to college, these are adult children, and you haven't had those conversations about long-term saving, we encourage you to do that because I know I wish I had, uh, you know, opened a Roth in my teenage years and that kind of thing. Well, you know, when you're 50 is not the time to plan for retirement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, you got to get started earlier than that, and you can get your kids a head start if you teach them these skills. Mm-hmm. And the final point we wanted to make today was estate planning and wills, right? Yeah, this one's might not be the most comfortable for people because nobody wants to talk about dying, but uh, it's crucial. It happens. It, it happens to everybody. Yeah, we, to all of us, yes. We, uh, we were joking with a client earlier that, you know, about this situation, but ensuring that your financials, uh, your family's security, um, it, it's really important in the event of an unexpected circumstance. And this is real important whether you're, whether you're a, y- a young family or you're retired and you're dealing with adult children. It's important that you plan and take care of these things. But right. sadly, in the state of Texas, we know about two thirds of us will die without a will. Wow, and that's a problem. Uh, but you need to have these conversations, and you need to let your children know exactly what you're doing. Now, you don't tell them, you don't talk about dying when they're five. This is when they're adults to yeah. know what your plans and wishes are. Okay, so that that is really the five financial conversations that we need. Each person needs to have with their family. It's so important to have those open and regular financial conversations as you as you mature all throughout life. These conversations are not going to feel comfortable unless you continually have them. Yeah. And, and, and I know hey, it's none of your kids' business, but you need to fill them in on some things like, hey, here's where I keep the will. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's who's managing my finances and so forth. Uh, but if you have these, it creates less stress in the future and, and much more enjoyable retirement for you. Right. 
So if you want to have start having these conversations, we've got a number of guides available to you that we can share. Don't hesitate to reach out to us today. We'll help you have those conversations with your family and for yourself and give you that you and your family that financial peace of mind. Exactly. We'd love to help. All right. So uh, be sure to reach out to us. You can send us an email at info at clearvistafinancial.com. That's clearvistafinancial.com. You can reach out to us on our website or give us a call at the office anytime. Uh, Folks, we thank you for listening. Until next time, you've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show.